We're just doing some announcements here for the folks. If the mic comes your way, if you could just speak loudly and clearly, have the mic about this distance. If we could silence our cell phones so we don't have them going off during the service there. If you need the bathroom through that doorway to the left, I see some cups with some, is that coffee, water, anything? If you could just keep it over there, you'll see a little stand right there. You could either finish it over there or otherwise. Uh, bathroom, you're good. And leave the back seats for those stragglers. If you want to fill up the front seats, we got some here for you, over there for you as well. Appreciate it, guys. About to get started. Poor Nick. I got to put a stop to the, this clapping that? of announcements. One Where's day. the lesson? I think we got to put a stop to that. Where's the lesson? Where's the lesson, Nick? Your fan. Where's your fan, Nick? Is the mic on over here? Can you test, hear it? Test, 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 test. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I hear it. I mean, I can hear it. I don't know if we hear it that well, but, it's, but I'm hearing it on screen. Well, tell them to turn that sound up a little bit. So I went to McDonald's yesterday morning while it was raining. And I sat at a table next to a, a man and his wife. And a few minutes they got up to leave. And so I didn't notice they had a dog under the table, but there was a dog under the table and the dog had a leash on him. And the wife got up to try to, oh, hey, Alexis, we just asked about you. He needed someone to start the applause, so your friend stepped in. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and so the, the wife got up to tell the dog to come to her. The dog wouldn't move. And she said to her husband, uh, this dog is refusing to move. Can you tell him to come? And so the husband said, that's, that's probably because you had that stupid raincoat on him, and he feel embarrassed. Because she had a long raincoat, yellow raincoat on the dog. And the dog was embarrassed. It was all the way from his head, all the way back. And the dog wanted to stay under the table because he was embarrassed. You know what I'm I'm like, right on, man. Finally, somebody said it to his wife. Nobody here would do anything like that, right? <clears throat> you don't dress up your dog, right? Nobody here would do that. Or take them to the doctor or anything. Hey. When it rains, the dog supposed to get wet in the rain, and then he shakes off the water. And that's how he cleaned his body. But the, uh, the, the, uh, those, what do you call those places where you take the dog and they clean them for you now? What? But the dog groomer said, no, put a jacket on your dog, bring him here. We'll
Oh, yeah? We talking about joy or not hate? <laughs> oh, good. You like your topic, too? About the women relationship? Oh. Do you listen to Joel? You do? Oh. And you like it too? Oh, nice. I have some friends. In Jesus. Is it working? We're live right now. Yes. Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. You can get involved by going to our YouTube chat line. Hey, we're. Uh, Pass on your questions and comments to me. I can take it on. Good morning again, y'all. How's everybody? Uh, I'm sorry? Phenomenal. Amazing. What's phenomenal? It means I'm having a really good time. Amazing. Amazing. Any questions or comments from anybody before we get rolling? The Jew has a comment. The what? The Jew. Mexican Jew. (laughs) Gracias. I don't even speak Spanish. But he's really not a Jew. He just looked like a Jew (laughs) or an Allah u Abba. And we were talking about this earlier, that's why. But he's Hispanic. Um, This is your first time here? It is. What's your first name? Alex. Welcome, Alex. Go ahead. I, there's something that I realized about, it was, I used to live here, I lived here for about nine years, and um, uh, I live out in Tennessee now. Speak a little louder. Oh, I, I, lived, I, I lived here for about nine years, I lived out in Tennessee now, and it was, it was something that I, I, I tell people all the time, because I've been, I've been very fortunate in my life, uh, and um, I n- noticed that there's three things that I tell people when they ask me, like, well, how do you, how do you get to do cool things and, or have a cool job or whatever? And I tell them, if you can do three things at the same time, you will end up in the right places with the right people. You show up on time, have a good attitude, and do your best. Absolutely. And if you, and if you can do all three of those things at the same time, you're yep. a unicorn. You're, you just, you're, you're very rare because yep. there's people who do two all day long. Very few people, and you're just an ordinary person if you only do two. Yeah. But if you do all three, you're very unusual. So anyways. That's what they taught in the old school. Yeah. Yeah. You're right about that, man. Absolutely. I was just thinking of dolls while you were speaking. And, and I was thinking of dolls and men. I remember when men used to be strong. They didn't have fear. And they dealt with home life and the outer world straight up, just straight up dealt with it. And then they start watering down men. Instead of letting men go out in the rain without a rain jacket, they put a coat on. (laughs) And instead of letting men, instead of letting men, like you were just saying, through high school, teach them to work and be responsible. When they turned 18, they're on their own. They start telling the men they got to go to college instead of uh, uh, trade school. And then they start telling men that let your woman run the family, not you. And we're going to give you a woman welfare checks and things like that. And the men fell for it. And now the men are weak, real weak. And they're doing the same thing to the dogs. <laughs> 
The dog used to be strong too. You wake up in the morning, you go outside, the dog is ready. Let's go hunt. I had a dog named Tony. And when I got my first gun, I just, 15 years old, went out, Tony went outside, Tony followed me out into the woods. And, and what happened, he wasn't crying about wearing my raincoat. <laughs> oh, it's too cold. Oh, I need a bath. He went out and helped me find a squirrel in the tree. And Tony never stayed in the house. Even though he would come in when we opened the door, but he didn't use the toilet in the house or any of those things. And Tony was tough, but now Tony is weak. Isn't that amazing? But anyway, it was just a thought. You had a question about that? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I just had a comment. Uh, he said that like a lot of like men are weak now. Uh, I, I just watched Nefarious last night, and amazing movie, by the way. Yeah. I don't, don't want to steal your thunder and say amazing, but it was. It was amazing. No, but that's not my thunder. That's thunder for the world. <laughs> but he just like uh, so, like you know, I don't want to spoil it, but they were just talking about the it's weakness. Too late. We've talked about, but the, you know, like every, the weakness of man and, every day on the on the radio. Yeah, yeah, but. No, but it just, it, it kind of kind of shook me how he was talking about that uh, we give our allegiances to, like, the demons, and we just think like that. Yeah, yeah. And man, for for that reason, has become weak. Cause you're, like, you're speaking about the same thing, and, like, I was raised with, like, a single mother, and she kind of babied me, and uh, I guess you're doing that with my, my little brothers, and and I was weak for so long, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and like, now... Like the first time I came here, I was nervous, like talking and and I I learned a couple of things since I found you and just started my you know trying to see. I was trying to you know right go on. through that and it's cool because the like the fear is still there, but it's like slowly, slow, low is is leaving. So is I just want to say that yeah, people are men and and women. We're both all weak and we gotta yeah. toughen up because being tough is one of the biggest things that I think is it's important to be tough. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. A man is supposed to be tough. Um, I want to say this to you, and then uh, we'll get to the biblical question. I counsel with men and women around the world, all races and everything. And one thing I've noticed is that when they wake up from this messed up life from anger or whatever, the first thing they want to do is tell somebody they want to tell somebody. They want to go out and preach about it. They want to start a street ministry, blah, 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 whatever. But what I notice in all families, maybe except for, I don't know, but in all families, whenever you wake up and you want to start telling someone about it, they get angry at you. They attack you. They dare you to leave your religion whether it's Christianity or, or Allahu Akbar or Judaism, they get mad because you are now awake and you're falling away from the club and they don't like it. And they attack you and they tell family members about you and they remind you of your past and they are your whole family member. I can't tell you the number of men and women who have told me that their family member turned against them and they were surprised by it. And they become lonely because all of a sudden they have no friends and no family members and things like that. And some people want to go back 
But once you wake up, you can't go back anyway. Will you truly wake up? And I will, I'm saying this to you to really urge you, when you wake up, don't tell anyone. I urge you to quietly grow, become a living example, because when you want to tell it, it's all intellectual anyway. You want to look good. You want somebody to think, obviously, you got it. And you're ready to argue with the, the Bible thumpers versus the non-Bible thumper. It's all ego. So don't tell anyone when you wake up. You, you're not strong enough to handle the attack. You're not strong enough to lose your phony, fake friends you never had anyway. Because when you lose a friend, all it was was a fake friend anyway. Or a family member. It was a fake family member anyway. It was never real. That's why you lost them. It has always been fake. So don't tell anyone. Keep it quiet. Satan to tell you to correct that person. Correct this person. Are you with the Bible thumping? Jesus is not God and all that stuff, right? Stop it. Be a living example. Christ didn't argue with people about it. Whenever he spoke, they would attack him, but he didn't go around trying to prove God to anyone. So let yourself grow. It's enough overcoming the hell, right? So let yourself grow without having to deal with the hell outside of you right now. And you, you'll be prepared for it. It will come anyway, because if you continue with the growth, you are going to change. They are going to see it and they are going to attack you. You are not allowed to leave the club, whether it's the family club, the ch religious club, the club club, whatever little social, social group you're in. One person is not allowed to leave. So it's going to happen anyway, but at least you'll be ready for it if you allow yourself to grow spiritually before you try to tell someone. All right. Do what you want, but that's my warning. Because it happens to everyone. They attack. Amazing, huh? So I want, and then I want to get to the biblical question. Let's see who I want to talk about this. The, the guy in the black sweater. Hi. Oh, hi. Not yet. I have a question for you in a minute. Right. Uh, the young lady here. And the young man in the brown sweater. Talk to us about your fears. Uh, my fears. Um, you know, my whole life I've faced my fears. You know, I've been the, the outlier from when I was a teenager. I started recognizing lies back in the 80s. And I just followed my journey. I never bought into any of the nonsense. I basically made my own choices. I accepted the fallouts from people. Um, I embraced people who were truthful and honest. And, you know, my, I've always faced all my fears, and I continue to do so. Um, I think one of my fears is to be become more vocal like you, you know, more, more um, looked on as someone who, um, 
you know, is strong and willing to face fears. You know, I've, I've literally have faced mostly everything that I've um, put myself through in life. You know, I've never bought into any of the nonsense. I've lived, um, you know, kind of not a solo life, but I never felt like groups were something that I gravitated to because, you know, it's, I saw people, it's very easy for people to lie and to basically um, live in delusion. And I never allowed myself to do it. I I've, I've grew up uh, Catholic. I never left Jesus. You know, I, I kind of sh- shied away from the um, Catholicism, but I never left God or Jesus. And coming to L.A. 30 years ago, I didn't, you know, it was a whole different ball game. And then just, uh, you know, basically try to be a strong person on the daily. You know, mm-hmm. so I don't have any fears of, like, challenging people or being outcast or anything like that at all. I just bring it on is what I say. Okay. Ask him a question before we get to you about what you just said. You never reflect internally and ask yourself, you know, do I fear my own thoughts? Do I fear um, what others might expect me to do? It sounds like, no? I've been called every single word and thing ever negative, but I know who I am. I've peeled back my layers. I've stood up to people. I'm tough. I've always been tough. Um, I have no problems confronting people, and that comes from confronting myself my whole life. Never. I've always lived to the beat of my own drum, basically. All right. I have one question for you, then we get here. Uh, You say you've been called all, oh, you've been called all time for names? Have you been called the (laughs) N-word? You know, in, in jest. So you have? In jest, yeah. What's that? In jest. Oh, they were playing around yeah. when they called. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Bro, bro talk. Yeah, three bro three. talk. You say that you, um, you never left Jesus or God. What do you mean by that? I never um, abandoned my connection with, with God. And, and the, um, the teachers, I still have my high school Bible that I still refer to, and this is, you know, 30 years ago, um, that I brought from the East Coast. So I'm, I've always gone back to um, the Bible and, you know, looked to, uh, f- for answers and all of that that allowed me to face some of the tougher things by coming to the understanding of some of the... Um, some of the uh, teachings in the Bible. How do you know you were attached to Jesus and God? You know, that's a good question. I think, um, you know, because I was born into a, a Catholic environment, I was an altar boy, I never shied away from, um, you know, the words that, or so the teachings. Uh, and, and then I, as I got older... I veered away from the church, but I've always looked to the Bible and tried to really understand, you know, some of the some of the teachings in there and how it applies to me and how I can sense that. It always always had that connection. I okay. felt. Amazing. 
Talk to me in two minutes or so about your fears. Okay, my fears. And speak up for me. Um, I think I've had a fear of abandonment my whole life. Um, and I fear my own thoughts. I realize that a lot of the fear that I have is in my own head. Um, I think about um, like in high school or college I would um, be in my head and I'd be afraid I'd be left out of something or um, people were talking about me or that no one wanted me around um, and I think that all of my trouble stems from that um, including my relationship with God because um, I get in my own head a lot so I really think that the the source of that all comes just from thoughts um, and not trusting God. Um, I've been reading the Bible and it just talks a lot about you just can't, you have to accept God and trust him. Okay. And um, I think in those moments where I've had those fears of abandonment, whether it be from friends or loved ones, family, whatever the case, um, it comes because I'm not, trusting that God's going to be there for me and that I know that um, I'm never alone if I have God and I accept God into my life. So that's something that I've actually been reflecting on lately um, and not being afraid of that because he's always with me. But I would say my number one fear up until I've been studying the Bible recently has been abandonment in my own thoughts. Oh, okay. Ask her a question. About what she said. For you, what do you think it means to trust God? Like, what does that look like for you? To trust God means to, to not think. You know, to just know fully that he will be there for me. Um, and to not overthink it. So not be like, oh, I, I, this person's going to leave me. And to, to think of all of the scenarios, but then tell myself God's there, that's not trusting God. To trust God is to not think like, oh, all these thoughts might, be, just don't, I just need to acknowledge that, that, they're, that those thoughts are there and then let them roll off my back mm -hmm. and, and just only focus on the love that God has. Okay. What does it mean when you say you have the fear of abandonment? What does that mean? I don't know. I just think that throughout my life, I've always been afraid that I'm going to be left behind by people. Like Meaning that they're not going to hang out with you anymore? Yeah, that or like they don't really want to be around me or that um, I'm not good enough for the people that I'm around. And you would think that about yourself? Yeah. And why would you think that you were not good enough? I don't know. Good enough for what? For them to accept me. I'm sorry? For them to accept me. And so the ones that you were afraid of abandoning you, you thought they were good enough for you? I, I guess that's what I assumed, but, you know, that's not really based in any sort of self-reflection or, like, you know, I wasn't really present in my thought because that doesn't make sense, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, if you really think about it and break it down, that doesn't make sense. No one's better than anyone. Um, but, but at the time, you thought you were less than them? Yeah. And why did you think they were better? I just don't think I had the most self-confidence or I didn't really feel that I had the value that I truly do. 
Oh, are you white? <laughs> I am white, yes. <laughs> white people are not supposed to feel that way, right? <laughs> They're superior. <laughs> Amazing. Um, okay. Talk to me about two or three minutes about your fears. All right, well, I'm, I'm a pretty shy guy, so I'm just afraid of kind of people in general, I would say. Um, I've had that growing up throughout. It's funny, as a little kid, I never had that problem. I was, I had a group of friends, we played sports, and just never seemed like a big deal. But middle school and high school, I uh, started to, like, I'm very, like, judgmental, I guess, of people, and I, like, size people up and, like, oh, this person's tough or, or whatever. I make up my own so opinion of people and then compare myself to others and I always think that I'm less than people so just even small talk communication I'm very like uncomfortable it's fu it's funny though if I'm at like work or something or I have a, like a reason to be talking to somebody it doesn't seem like I have the fear but when I'm just like myself and don't have like any identity like I'm not working for anybody I'm not I'm just myself I feel a lot of fear um I'm afraid of speaking what I really what I really think and uh, kind of conform to the world. Um, and uh, yeah, I would just say my main fear is, is people and just communication. Are you afraid of speaking in front of people, you say? Yeah. Okay. All right, come up here. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I came all the way from San Diego, so I better do it all the way. <laughs> okay, stand right here so you'd be on camera. Do you mind being on camera? That's fine. Okay, stand here so the camera can pick you up. Oh, he's too tall, huh? <laughs> Sit on that chair over there. Would that help? Why are you so tall, man? <laughs> Did you walk up here from San Diego? <laughs> yeah, look in front of that camera. Oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> I sit up now, so I'm like a beta. <laughs> is, he, is that fine? If he does? Oh, okay. Let me see here. There. <laughs> now I feel better. How's that? Oh, good. All right, look out at the audience. And go ahead. Um, I'm happy to be here. It's nice Do to see you. Do you realize you're moving around? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to be here. It seems like there's a lot of decent people in the room that uh, want to learn and do the right thing. So I'm happy to be a part. It's my first time here. They can't hear you. Right. Uh, I'm happy to be here. It's my first time here. I'm from San Diego. And I like that there's a lot of, seems like a lot of decent people that want to do the right thing. And I hope to come back here more and more and grow in this community. Why are you shy in um, front of the public? What are you afraid of? Looking at them, what are you afraid of? Um, I guess I'm, afraid, I'm insecure about myself and my personality and feel I don't measure up to people. And... I feel, yeah, I, I, I worry them seeing, like, me 
and uh, yeah. And what do you mean you don't measure up to people? How, how, does, how, does, how does one measure up to someone? Um, for me, it's very uh, shallow, I guess. So how, if uh, he has nice clothes, he looks like he has a, a good job. You know. he, he stole that suit. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, mind, you mind telling you, oh, he has a nice job, he worked hard, he looked sharp. Oh, I've been homeless before. See, he stole uh -huh. that suit. <laughs> you mind lying to you? Uh -huh. No, no, it's true. <laughs> but go ahead. Um, and then if I see somebody that you that speaks up, I compare myself to you and think I'm, I'm weak and I don't speak up and that I'm less than. Um, right. But you're not weak because you don't speak up. You're weak because you, don't, you compare. Mm -hmm. You should never compare yourself to anyone. Mm -hmm. If you never compare, you would never be weak. That's true. Isn't that amazing? Mm -hmm. And how are you feeling right now? Nervous? Not, not bad, honestly. And, and why are you not nervous right now? I think it's because I have a, a reason to be here, I guess. You invited me up, and I feel like, I don't know, but if I were to just come up here without any, or I guess that's for anything, but if I were to just talk to somebody that didn't ask to be talked to, it would be a whole different ballgame because... I'm not invited or I'm not, I don't have a, I have a reason to be here, I guess is why oh, I see. I'm not nervous. Okay. This young lady want to ask you a question and then the young lady in the green want to ask you one, then you can go back down. Yes, ma'am. Uh, what brought you here? What, what prompted you on this Sunday to come in and enjoy church? Um, I was... I was watching one of Jesse's videos, and it was about last week, and it was about coming out of the attic. Or, or it was about you're in the attic, and somebody's breaking into your house, and, uh, and you're not doing anything about it, but you see it. And I just reflect, or it just hit me in that instant, like that's what I've been doing pretty much all my life. And I figured one thing that I can do is to just kind of jumpstart it a little bit is to come here and... Uh, just fresh start, I guess. Or I don't know, but just try something different. Amazing. Can I ask another question? No. <laughs> no, you can. One more. Uh, does it does it get overwhelming worrying about every single person? It seems like a full time job. Yes, and it's prevented me from like doing a full time job, and you know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean, like that. Like it's really it's really messed up my life, and uh, so Amazing. it's really held me back. Nice question. Um, oh, the young lady in green. I asked him a question about what he's talked about or, or whatever. Or what you realize or whatever. Um, firstly, I think it's awesome that you went up there, especially on your first, first time coming. Um, he had no other choice. <laughs> well, he did. He didn't, he didn't have to. See those guys in the back? They were going <laughs> to lock him down. <laughs> um, you said a question? Ask him a question? Yes. Okay. Um, ooh. Do you think that if you become more and more aware of your thoughts that you'll be able to, in time, overcome um, 
your sort of anxiousness and your judgment of, of other people? Because you were saying when you were sitting down that um, you kind of analyse people and kind of mm-hmm. break them down to, um, and judging them. Do you think that if you continue on this process that maybe you can allow that to fall off? Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm starting to see it somewhat come off a little bit and just recognizing that I do it. Um, and also there are moments where I know I have like an er- internal sense of what to do. And uh, the thing is, I just don't do it. I listen to, the, the, to another voice in my head and that distracts me from what I really ought to be doing. But before, I didn't even know that first voice. So no. I think um, in, in due time, or I'm still doing, I'm just doing the silent prayer and um, stepping outside of my comfort zone. Amazing. You have a question, sir? Yes. Are you close with your father? Uh, I can't really say so, no. That's a part of it. Yes, it is. Um, the, the two, can you guys come up here to the white seats? Yeah. I reserved them for you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this young lady has one question. For him. Are you nervous? No, but I just can't think of a question at the moment. Oh, but you're, you're not nervous? You better be glad you said no. Oh, you will be up here, too. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, so have you forgiven your mother? Mm-hmm. Do you face your mother? Mm-hmm. How did that go? Good. I did it twice, actually. And, and why twice? Because the first time I didn't really say exactly how I felt. I kind of did it intellectually. Oh, okay. And how about your father? I've done it once, but we've spoken twice about kind of the same topics that are in conflict with, between us. Oh, okay. And how did your mother react when you forgave her? What was her reaction? Um, first time I did it so like soft and weak that she really didn't even think much about it. You're, you're, like, <laughs> yeah, like, you're like, Mom, I uh, forgive you. <laughs> and she's like, all right. <laughs> but no, go ahead. And then the, sec- the second time I kind of... Uh, Shook her up a little bit, I guess is the best way to put it, because I, I said I didn't really hold back. Nice. How old are you? 22. And when you went to your father, did he, how did he react the first time? The first time I did it, the first time I did it kind of soft as well. Because there's more, there's more conflict between me and my father than, my, my, uh, than me and my mother. And... Um, I kind of grew up being somewhat afraid of him, and uh, so going to him that first time was was really tough. Okay, and now it's easier. It's easier, um, but there's still I'm still holding back for sure. I would say. Why? Um, he's uh, he's kind of an out like not an out. He's kind of outcasted himself from the world and really doesn't have many people beside him and um so and i know he's even told me that not explicitly but he loves me more than anybody in the world like i have a bro- another brother and uh, i can tell that me and my father have a tighter relationship than me and my my other than my other brother does to him right so i i feel a lot of pressure um or 
like holding on to something for him, for his sake. What, what do you mean? Um, just if, uh, if I say how I really feel, I feel like he won't have, but again, that's, uh, it's, it's not real anyway if I'm just faking it, but um, that'll crush him if I really speak up and tell him how I really feel and that he doesn't, him and my mom are kind of rocky and then him and my brother are kind of rocky and I feel like I'm his only stability. Oh, I see. So. But he's already crushed. Why don't you just stomp him while you're down? <laughs> <laughs> but he, he already knows you love him, and by you apologizing for resenting him, that may help him overcome his issues. That's true. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. All right. Oh, amazing. Last word. Um, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've said my piece. <laughs> You know who that is? Who, Joel? Yeah. Yeah. You be that. All right. You still nervous? I'm, I'm, I'm all right. But you still unconscious right now? Are you conscious right now or unconscious? Uh, I'm going to say unconscious. And why? Because I still feel the way I've, I've felt for... Um, like the, my troubled years, so and I was unconscious during that time. No, oh, okay. So um, this is really all I, all I know. It's getting better, but this is kind of what I'm working with right now, so to speak. All right, here's a first step, another step. You know how you sit here now, mm. and you're moving about. Yeah. Were you aware you were moving about? Mm. Were you, once you once you said it, yeah. But before you were not aware, right? Be aware of your body at all times. Practice doing those little things. Okay. And that'll take you to the next level and next level. Okay. I noticed that you kind of like do this with your, is that you doing with your body? So what? Like, I don't know. I've, I've noticed like watching your videos, you're, uh, maybe it's too far, but like always, yeah, just like stuff like that. Is that you, is that you practicing that? No, because my wrist hurt. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and sometimes my knees hurt. Okay. <laughs> and, it, and see how Satan telling, oh, he's doing the meditation mode. He's being conscious. And, I, and I'm here in pain. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks for coming up. Thank you. All right. You. Oh, amazing. So let me do this, and then I really want to get to the biblical question. Right All right. Am I sitting right now? Okay, like this? Okay. We have to be sure because we have this one camera that if we move about, it'll throw us off. Um, the young lady in the green talked to me two minutes about your fears. Face them, talk about them. I don't know. I'd be I'd, I'd be making something up if I I don't know. I'm sorry. I said I don't know. I think I'd be making something up. You you don't what? I'd be making something up if I was. Oh, to you say, have no fears. I mean, I'm sure I do, but like none off the top of my head. You can't think of anything that you feel within I mean, at times. Only like random stuff. Like I don't like heights. You what? I don't like heights. I went on a they they made me go on a Ferris wheel and I I was uh, at the top of it crying like a. 
a toddler, which was very embarrassing. But other than stuff like that, I'm sure there are some, but... Oh, okay. Yeah. What are you afraid of losing? Uh, my family. You're afraid of losing them? Yeah. And why? Um, I think that, you know, the way that I've said to you before, the way that I was raised in, in church and as a, as a Christian and different things like that, there's a lot of emphasis on your family and your husband and different things like that. And so what does it feel like to be afraid of losing them? Um, it's painful, but I've been working through that recently, probably the last couple of months or so. Um, and just sitting in that pain when that comes or different situations happen and um, I'm aware of it. It's horrible. And so what brings on the pain at times? You're like going through your day. Just going through my no day. No thought about your family. Then what happens? Well, like just to say, um, you know, situations arise with different family members and different relationships. And I think when, I, when that fear or that thought comes and you feel like you might potentially be losing somebody, um, you just sit in that pain. So you get a thought out of nowhere that says you're going to lose your family? No, not out of nowhere, but like um, in difficult situations or difficult times um, with my family in England or my family here. I think it's harder with the people that are closer to you, that know you more. Um, so just kind of being aware of when I'm going, going through it, like now recently I'll try my best to go off and I'll just kind of sit in my room for a couple of hours and go through that that dying feeling. So you get the fear, uh, you're losing them, you're afraid of them dying or walking away? Walking away. Walking away. Mm -hmm. And so a thought would come that your family going to walk away from you? Mm-hmm. And what do you do with that thought or those thoughts? Um, I try and see them and let it go. Yeah. Yeah, you got to let that go. You got to let everything go. And that's a good sign to let it go because once you lose the fear of losing everything no matter what you're free yeah it's getting it's getting easier it's getting easier I'm, I'm definitely noticing a difference but i'm also trying not to have an expectation on how long it should take or what right how the process should go or you know i'm just kind of doing it as each situation arises um depending on the dynamics of the situation depending on who the person is just different you know Oh, okay. They're more of the gray area in the situation. Right on. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Which would be better for you, for them to walk away physically or die? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I think, well, when somebody dies, they're taken. It's gone. You know, so there's you no, can you can't handle them dying away rather than walking away? I haven't really given that too much thought. So, I mean... I think once, once if somebody dies, there's not much you can do about it. You, you grieve the loss and you, and you keep, it, keep it moving. Do you know what I mean? But where somebody's walking away, you still know that they're around. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so you're like, oh, thank God they died. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, a mess. Okay. Did you hear the radio show with the young lady that her husband got a divorce her? Mm -hmm. I listened to that one. Yes, oh, you did? Yeah. Well, let me hear what she has to say about it first. Okay. And then I'll come back to you. How many heard that, that, that conversation with the woman who was afraid of her husband leaving? Okay. 
Um, I was actually well, listening to it, I think, yesterday or the other night. Before so I went what to happened was Alita called me and she said, my husband listened to you. We both been working on ourselves. I still get angry. He's telling me um, it's taking too long and he's going to divorce me. Somewhat like that. Okay. Um, to my memory of, of, of the whole situation, um, just for everyone to understand a little bit, she had a young baby, I think, as well. Oh, yeah, she had a young and child. She didn't know where she was going to live. She didn't know where that. she was going to live. She, she was stopped working because he right. says stop working to be a stay-at-home mom. He seemed a little bit beta, to be honest, in my mm -hmm. opinion. Um, and she, he didn't seem to me that he was giving her much opportunity to make it work, or not make it work, but overcome. Like, he seemed quite impatient with her overcoming different things because there was, she didn't say, oh, well, he cheated or I cheated and that's why right. we are where we are. It was, right. she didn't really give much of a reason to why he wanted to divorce. Um, but I think from my perspective, I felt like you can't make somebody stay. So I would have said, bye. Do you want me to help you pack your bags? Oh, okay. See you later. And you say he's seen beta? In my opinion, yeah. In your opinion. Yeah. Hold it, Mike, for a minute. Just when did you think about just your opinion about it only real fast? I immediately took sides and I took sides with her husband. With her husband? Yes. And, and why? Because it seemed to, to me I could hear the desperation in her voice. And when she said, but I have been working on myself, at least I think I have. And so for some reason, when she said that, I just I felt like there was a, a mask that she was willing to put up only to the point where her husband, where it was enough for her husband and she wasn't doing it for herself. Okay, amazing. Who else heard the show? That particular one. Uh, you heard it? Whose side you took? <laughs> <laughs> Just that alone, I gotta move on here. Whose side you took? I, I, I didn't take either side. You did not, why not? Because I didn't know his position in this situation. Uh, I didn't hear his position. I just heard her side of the what was going on. I understand that also because um, my wife and I, you know, we've we've been going on this, and I remember telling her, I said, "I'm I'm going to do this whether or not you are." You going to leave her? No, I said, "I'm I'm going to take this journey whether or oh, not I you're see. coming. Right. You can come or not." But I'm going. Oh, okay. And, I got to move a little fast. I just want to know what's that. Uh, did you have your hair, sir? Well, I was saying, did you hear the show? She was, she knows. Oh, hey, hold on. Did you hear Since, the show? Yeah, yes. Whose side did you take? Neither. And why not? Because I don't know the whole story, you know. Oh, okay. All right. But, but I was just wondering if, since she knows that he listens to you and does a silent prayer and has forgiven his mother and, and, and all that, watched himself and that likes you, that if she was trying to like use your show and you because she knows that he likes you mm. by calling, you know, to kind of manipulate the situation. So you thought of all that? Yeah. 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 Well, you might well take it aside. Oh, <laughs> uh, just all I want to know is whose side you took. I took neither side. And, and why not? Uh, I just figured it's probably both their faults. It's like two, it's like you say, two demons fighting each other. You know, oh, okay. so I just figured it was a mess. So I just, All right. I, that's, that's where I left it. So, okay. Yeah. Whose side did you take? Um, I didn't really take sides, but I, I, I felt with her because 
I thought if he was a real man, he would have said, I'm not going to live with you, but I'm going to make sure that you're okay. So you took side. You took her side. I took her side, yeah. She like, I really didn't take side, but I felt, <laughs> I felt really bad for her. And <laughs> you took side. Yes, so the last thing on that, what did you think about that, that conversation when you, while listening? I thought that there were some details that were missing. And sometimes women leave out the most important details, the details that make them look bad. Y'all so, hear that, man? They always leave out the details. <laughs> Especially the bad part about them. Yeah, so. And go ahead. That's, that's really the main thing. I was like, something, when something feels missing, then I knew it was like, there's, his side is probably going to explain something okay. that was really important. All right. Yes. I think it's, um, like you were saying on the show, you kept stressing maybe three or four times that you, you haven't heard from him. So I think it's really hard to, not that we should be taking sides anyway, but I think to to really kind of see what's going on. Like, you, you can't do that with just her side. But I do think she sounded quite desperate. Um, and I could definitely um, understand where she was coming from. But again, she sounded like she was missing some of the details to maybe why he is oh, okay. in the point of saying, like, bye. You know what I mean? All right. Rochelle, who side are you to? Did you hear it? I mean, not Rochelle. Oh, they all look alike to me after a while. <laughs> I remember now. At first I didn't, but yeah, I remember hearing that. And Who side you took? Neither, but I, the thing that I did take after the, the phone call was over was you can't really trust desperation. That was the only thing that I was left with because I know what that's like, and, and uh, it just can't be trusted. Oh, okay. Amazing. And what made me think about the side where you call him a beta? You said beta. So I, I want to add that. Never, ever, 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 ever take sides. It has nothing to do with you. It's between those two people only, and only they know the real truth. Those two. And so when you do hear a conversation, like, period, if you got to hear it, let it go in one ear and out the other, and watch your ego so you don't take sides. Because the ego is evil, and it always wants you to take sides. So it can keep you in hell. Never, ever take sides. I don't care if it's between your son and his wife or your daughter and her husband, your friends and everything. Never take sides. It has nothing to do with you. Those are just two devils fighting one another. So don't take sides. That makes sense a little bit? What does it have to do with you? Okay, don't. And then her desperation came out of her imagination. If she loved was right, and all of a sudden a man want to leave, okay, stay calm, and that way she can see her way out of that situation. But she panicked with thoughts. Oh, you, you got a baby. You're a homeschooler. Where you going to go? This man don't love you. And the devil, he got her before she can even see her way out of the situation. And I want you to be aware of that so you can watch the thoughts. Because the devil tell you right away, this is what's going to happen. And so you miss the way out because now you're in darkness overreacting. That makes sense? Stop panicking and watch those thoughts. They're all lies all the time. The devil is your enemy. That makes sense? So watch those things. When I was 
listening to, when I was talking to her about those things, I wasn't taking sides. I was listening to what she has to say, and I saw all of her fears, and they all came out of her imagination. She had no reason to be fear. She still had a, a roof over her head. The man had not put her out. She, the baby's fine. Why not have a way to see? But she's afraid of losing him, and once fear comes in, it's over. Fear is not your friend. It's your enemy. I had someone here last Sunday, I'm sure y'all heard it. Oh, I want to live with my brother. I'm going to move and live with my brother. Why? You're a grown man. He got two bedrooms. I beat him. <laughs> He's not here today. So what? Why? I didn't say it was you. <laughs> they would not have known it was you had you not said anything. I'm not a liar. I'm not a liar. Uh, you know, I have nothing to hide. Yeah. What? I said I have nothing to hide. I'm not a liar. Yeah, Did no, I love it. You have you learned anything from last week? <laughs> I learned a lot more than just that. Would you realize real fast about yourself from between last week and now? That you didn't realize before. Okay. Well, I, I was here two weeks. I didn't make it last week, but oh, okay. Uh, two week weeks before. ago. Yeah, yeah. That's two amazing. Week. Two weeks ago. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I learned. I definitely learned that um, all my brothers are going through the same thing. So mm -hmm. I join them in in the hell that they're in as well. Yes. I did realize that, and especially. Did your brother call my show? Yeah, uh, one of your no, brothers. But yeah, my 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 brother called you, and uh, no, no, not on the show though. Just totally off off a uh, thing, and uh, I told him to. He call didn't you. call the show though, huh? No, no, no. I told him Someone to call you. Someone called the sound just like you. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> oh no, no, no. It wasn't was me. Was that his brother? I don't think so. Oh. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. What? Yeah, office. Yeah, he called. Oh, we call he, the office. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought he yeah. called the show. Okay, that's what no, I'm yeah, yeah. Right. And um, and I literally just went through with my brother yesterday, and uh, that's why I'm here today because it was crazy what happened yesterday. Um, well, you I don't was, have to put your business out there. I thought your brother called uh, the show. Oh no, 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 no. But but what happened personally? No, this is my issue right now. Oh, is okay. I, I was fighting my thoughts a lot yesterday because um, my family came over my house. Uh, and then my brother brought his kids and everything, and then my cousin came, and then my sister came, and then we all just, like, hung out. And then, um, you know, as the guys do and the cousin guys do, like, you know, I, I, I don't do it, but, like, they wanted to wrestle, and, and we were wrestling, you know? <laughs> yeah, and we were just fighting. We were just, like, wrestling and fighting. And then my brother, me and my brother go at it, my oldest brother, and then, and then I, I hurt him. I, with this ACL and something, and then, then now everyone's attacking me. His daughter is like hitting me and saying, "I don't love you anymore." And hitting, and like, and, and so like, literally okay, last night. Out. Last night was the craziest night I've. Like, I didn't even want to be in, engaged in it, you know. And it makes me realize, like, you know, like when I tell the family, like, no, like, just leave me alone. Like, okay, y'all do your thing. I don't want to be a part of it, but. Whenever they like guilt me and whatever, and I do engage, and always something happens wrong. And then last night it was you know me hurting my brother, and it's like, and and I just have all this stuff. And then people now I have people 
this morning telling me, oh, it's all right. Da, da, da. I don't even want to hear that. I don't even want to hear that. Like, I don't even, I like, I want to, I want to completely ignore it, but no one in my family can completely just ignore it. And there was a bunch of girls, you know, that's the reason why my brother was making a big deal. It was a big deal last night. And it's like, all we have to do is just take him to the hospital. But my cousin had his girlfriend there. And then we had the, he has two daughters. And then my mom. All right. Let me do that. Okay. Yeah. It was just crazy last night. I have a crazy last night. That's why I'm here. (laughs) All right. The young man and this young lady want to tell you what to do, and we're going to move on. Okay. Yes, sir. What would you suggest for him? Me? Uh-huh. Uh, cut him out of your life? Mm. I can't kill my brother. He said, cut him out of your life. You said, I can't cut him out. My brother? Yeah. Mike. Why can't you cut him out of your life? It's, it's my brother. Why can't you cut him out of your life? Mm. Okay. Look, I get where you're coming from. No, that was a question. Okay. (laughs) I can't cut him out of my life. Why can't you? I I want to, but I can't. I can't because there's something that's just like, that's just like, if there's anybody that that I can go to, it's my brother. For more hell? You might be right. See, this is the conflict that I'm going on because I have this conflict where I'm like, I told them I don't want to do, like, this is what I learned. It's forget what happened. Why but can't what you I, cut them out of your life? I can't, I can't cut it because there's something in me that's just, that's just like, like it's my brother though. You and I'm going to make it. the hell. I'm the youngest. I'm you the youngest the out of, out of three you older the siblings. You love the hell. I'm I have this young. You love the misery. I don't. You I, do. But, but, but I'm you the like youngest. You like it when women beat you. <laughs> have you ever beat by a woman? <laughs> I was just asking that. I've been beat by a woman. Yes, that's true. Uh, no. Oh, okay. She, she took my. She took my dog. She took my cat. I get it. All right. But I, I've been dealt with that with women. But I'm talking about with my brother. It's just. It's hard. And but but because one thing. You love it. But Jesse, can I ask you this? No, no, no. You love it. If you didn't love it, you'd get out of hell. Jesse, I have this conflict with me with my brother where, where how come I'm, and all my brothers, all my siblings, pretty much everyone. Everybody has family can they, problems. Yeah, they don't relate to my, like, they don't reciprocate what I reciprocate. They don't, like, I. But nobody reciprocate what they reciprocate. No, but what I'm, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is that, like, my brother would have loved it. If he broke my shoulder, he, he would have talked about it. But I felt you. bad. But at the same time, I want my brother, though. So you what, am I the sick in the, the head or something? The green like, shirt. <laughs> yeah. Wait, someone wants to say what? I say you remind me of him. Oh. With a okay. new bike. Oh, all right. <laughs> all right. Well, I don't know. I, I just, I'm, go, I'm going through something where it's, it's, um, it's, it's you not love your sense hell. how I feel with my... You love your hell. You love it. If they tried to get away from you, you would follow them. But they're my brothers, though. Right. You follow them right back into hell. You love it. So I have to... Okay, yeah, that's what I wanted to talk to you. Because... You love it. No, but there was a part of me... No, you love it. No, but there was a part of me yesterday that I was... 
fighting, ironically, that was like, I don't care what happened to him. He chose to wrestle. You were lying to yourself. He chose to wrestle. He chose to do all this. And why should I be like caring that he hurt himself? He did all this. I even said I didn't even want to do it. But there was a part of me that's like, why am I caring? Like, was fighting the not okay, caring Okay, I got to move on. No, but I should have cared. A, Jesse, what I'm asking is that, should I have cared? Should I care that I, that I hurt my, my brother or not? No. That's what I'm saying. But I was fighting that part why that's do saying you not care? caring. I don't know. But How I'm, do you know you care? I don't want to care. How do you know you I'm care? I'm fighting that part. How do you that's know you care? How do you know you care that you beat him? I didn't beat him. See, that's the thing that too you that was going You broke his shoulder. Why are you crying? I'm not crying, bro. Who are you doing? <coughs> you about to cry? <laughs> no, what Go I'm sit saying next is... To the black lady. <laughs> <laughs> what are you about to cry about? Why? I'm not crying, man. What Why I'm you? saying is that, like, I don't know if it's right or not. To not care about my brother. Why do you? How do you know you care? Cause I'm crying. There, yeah, be. <laughs> I don't know. How do you know you care? I know I care because I care. How do you know? Cause I, I, I want close to them. I want to be close to them. Why? Because we were born in this the same. Everybody born in the same family. Because <laughs> I don't know. I, maybe I have this young mentality. How do you know you care? This, kid, this, this young kid mentality. How old are you? Always been taught that I'm How the youngest. How old are you? Teach. I know. I know, Jesse. I'm 28 years old. You ain't young, but I know. I know what you're saying, man. But what I'm saying is that. You want to date him so you can beat though. him up? It's my brothers, though. That's just okay. all I'm saying. Look, how do you know you care? You want to know what's funny, though, is that I bet they wouldn't even care. How do you know you care? Answer that question for me, man. I got to move on. How do you know you care? It hurt hurt me and made my mind go crazy that I hurt my brother. What hurt you? My emotions, my mind. My thoughts went Are crazy. you your mind? The silent prayer. Are you helped. your mind? The silent prayer. Are you your mind? Only so much. Are you your mind? No, I'm not. Are you your emotions? No. So how do you know you were hurt? What I'm saying is that how, uh, how do you know you were hurt if you're not your thoughts and you're not your emotions? That, then that, then that How just, do you know you were hurt if you're not your thoughts and you're not your emotions? I wasn't hurt. I wasn't hurt. So why are you lying then? But you up here crying and lying. No, I'm not. No, what what it is? What it is is that I'm I'm holding on to that. I believe if you're that not my your brother, thought and your emotions, why do you say you were hurt? Well, how come I look? Help this. I'm begging. I don't know. I I don't understand why I feel this way. I don't, Jesse. I okay. don't understand why I feel this. Well, way. I understand that. I 100. percent Now don't we understand. can work with you. Okay, thank you. Okay, stop pretending you do understand you don't. Um, Sean want to, my producer want to tell you something, and the blind want to tell you something, the Chinese want to tell you something. (laughs) 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 Sean, what's your advice for him? 
Um, I'd say like when Jesse says that you love it, you love your hell, um, you know, you, you love talking about it. You, you love what you're already in. You, you love saying what, like when he asks you a question and you don't answer it, you just go with whatever your head is telling you. You know, you love sticking with that. You love sticking with that voice in your head. Like, yeah, like it's your friend. So when you're saying that you don't want to give up on your brother, you don't want to give up on how you feel about him. You, you don't want to give up on the stuff that you feel about him. And you're, you're sticking with that thing inside you that you think is you. It has nothing to do with him. And he'd be a little crying saying, oh, I just love it. Oh, this feels so good. It may feel like it has something to do with him, like you're thinking about him, but it has, it's all, it's, it's all, about, it's all you. about you. You could care two penny about your brother. You're acting. And it feels good to act. White people are mad, huh? <laughs> and here we all think you're superior. <laughs> the young lady want to add, and then right there. And then we'll move on. Yes. If I was your brother, I would probably wrestle you also. And break your arm. Because I feel... Even now, I, I started to feel frustrated because I feel like you're not listening. And maybe your brother feels like you're not listening and you, don't, it's, you can't understand him if you don't listen. And maybe that's the only f way he felt like he could get you to listen or to kind of change direction and he just wrestled you. And I would probably too, if that was how the conversation you're would be going. man. You're pathetic. You look pathetic right now sitting there. But then you don't have to be, though. Come back. Don't leave. Come back. No, come back. Don't run. Face it. No, I'm not running, bro. You're right. But face it. Relax. I'm talking about my issues, man. I'm so stupid. Stay. 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 No. We all want you to stay. Let him go. Don't tell me to say, I'm just playing. Um, what do you say about that? Uh, I'm going to tell him that I think that he's Where's the mic? Oh. I was going to tell him that I think that he wants something from his brothers, and then they're going to use that to control his him. His issues are not about his brother at all. It's all about him. That's, yeah. That's he can care less about his brother. And also, I haven't seen the movie Nefarious yet, but I feel like I just watched it right now. So what? I haven't seen the movie Nefarious yet, but I felt like I just watched it right you now. You did? Yeah. Absolutely. Very good point. What do you think about that? What you just saw? Um, I think that... Speak he, for, loud for me. He needs to let his brothers go. He needs to let go of his brothers. Yes. He needs to focus on himself. Absolutely. He said... Should I tell him what you said? Yeah, so. He said he smelled vodka. He said what? He said he smelled vodka. What? Smell like vodka. Oh, you drunk right now? Oh, you smell alcohol? I smell like, I had coworkers who always drink all the time. They smell exactly like that. Oh, okay. All right. Amazing. <laughs> Let me do this first because of time. Um, did I ask who, who was somebody? I forgot who I asked. Oh, he's gone now, but, and, and Sally ain't been drinking. 
Do you want to comment on that? What you just saw? Um, I was going to, I seen, because my mom was an alcoholic, so I seen that there was some intoxication oh. there. I seen that. And then what the lady in the black said, uh, that's exactly what I was thinking too, that he just needs to let it all go and work on himself. Oh, okay. Amazing. Yes. Everything that you just saw was a complete act. From the, from the beginning to the storm out. Right, right. that's why he said it was the, that movie. Amazing. I don't think he prayed on any of that. What? I don't think he prayed on any of that. He prayed on it? He can't. He's lying to himself and he can't lie yeah. on God. Yeah. I don't think he prayed on any of that. Because if you pray on something like that, you're not able to lie to God. Yeah. Because it's, it's just not possible. The interesting so. thing about it, he's everybody in this room. We're all the same. Right. The devil does the same thing to everyone until you start to wake up. And he yes. Oh, I'm sorry. No, finish your point. I was just going to say, he looked like one of the O'Doyle brothers from uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. They're, they're always oh, like, wrestling. We don't want Stuff name call. Funny. We don't want name call. Yes, ma'am. So like you said, we're all just like that situation. Just like that situation. And I completely relate to that. There's not one in this room or anywhere in the world. And so I, what I noticed in that situation, I do in other ways in different circumstances. But my question is, why is it when the, the ha what's in front of you is seen, how come it's so hard to be still? That's what all the loud talking and the over talking. Yeah. I do the same thing. It's just in different ways. Yeah. And I almost feel like I'm being controlled by something. Like, I can't shut up, you yeah. know, and he couldn't either. Right. And it was like, there's That's just, what I wanted him to sit still. And he couldn't be still. It. And yeah. there's moments in my life where I just cannot be still. That is a really good question. Why can't, why couldn't he sit there and deal with it? Why couldn't he be still and go through it? All right. I, I, let me check this young lady first. She wanted to respond, and then I saw your hand. I saw. I thought I saw. It. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Why couldn't he? Can you relate to the fact that he couldn't sit still or wouldn't sit still through it? Mm -hmm. and, and and why? Why couldn't he sit still through it? I. He just gave the enemy full control mm. of his life. In that moment, he seemed very. Um, he seemed to Is enjoy he still here? Oh. He's seen, I mean, now that we've learned that it's, you know, liquor induced. Um, but before learning that, I, he just seemed very beta. He seemed very um, much like someone who loves his, his hell. Every time you said, told him something of, of benefit or value, his response was, I know, but. So whenever I hear that, but... I know, but, okay, you know, but you've just negated everything that came before that. Can you that. relate to not being able to sit through it, though? Like the young lady was saying, she does that, too. At times, she can't sit through it. Can you relate to that? Yes. And how? Um, for example, I was watching your latest episode of Fallen State, and it was What a mess. Did y'all see that? <laughs> Well, go ahead. And that woman, my response to the biblical question, she exemplified it. Mm -hmm. I, it was very difficult for me to watch her. I kept having to look at myself. You know how you always say, um, if it takes 1,000 times during the day 
stop and come back. I kept having to come back and say that she's, that's the same demon in me that's in this woman. But she exemplified what, she, what, what you always say about women, and she was the living example of my answer to the biblical question. And so what do you do when those moments come where you can't sit through it? I come back when to the present. When it's about you. I come, now I come back to the present. Well, now okay. I come, I, it, whenever I'm unable to sit and see myself, it's because I'm in my head. Oh, okay. So I just come back. That's all I can do. Okay. Uh, let me do this because of time. Is this your first time here? No, not mine. Oh, did I see your hand? Oh, yeah. Is, yeah, is, I just wanted to comment on, uh, just say something. Okay. The, the gentleman walking out. Um, like, that's what we all face all the time. That, Me, meaning that, what? Uh, meaning that the, the voice that he's hearing in his head, you know, that's telling him to feel this way. I feel this way about my brothers, I, all yeah. that stuff. Uh, we're not judging you, by the way, for walking out. Like, you're welcome back anytime. Oh, he'll be back. Um, yeah. But uh, that's just the spirit of anger, the spirit of evil inside of all of us. The ego that's driving us to make these these rationales. That's why he couldn't answer your questions. That's why oh, okay. he couldn't sit through all this stuff. So Can you relate to that? I could definitely relate to that. Okay. I've been through it, and I still go through it all the time. Um, but I try to be silent, be still, and know God, and oh, let, okay. and let that help me face nice. the realities. Is this your first time here? I can't hear you. Yes. Yes. And what's your name? Your first name? Monique. What? Monique. Monique. And could you relate to what he was going through? Yes. In what way? It's really hard to hold a mirror up to yourself in those moments and recognize that you are that moment. And if you just, like you said, be still, so much would just, just it would just fall away. Yeah. It really would. It's not there to begin with. I really, 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 really want to urge you. You're not going to overcome this old nature until you learn to sit through it. You got to sit through it. The thoughts and the pain, the embarrassment, the loss of these fake identities you have about yourself, the, the loss of what others think about you. You got to sit through it. It's not enough to just forgive, which is the beginning of overcoming. You forgive, but then the ego has to die. This false nature of yours has to die. And it's not going to die until you can sit through it. You got to stop running from it. You got to go through it. You got to feel embarrassed. You got because it's all fake anyway. You got to feel embarrassed. You got to feel hurt. You got to feel mad. You got to go through it and just go through it. And the light of God that is allowing you to see this thing is there will let you know it's not you and you will go through it and it'll die. In order to live, you must die. And that's what must die. The fear, the doubt, the worry, the everything you think you are. That makes that makes sense. It is easier said than done for most people. I was. I can say it, but I won't say their name. Two of my employees got into an argument with one another. Right. And so I, I would call into it as I went down and they were arguing with one another. Oh, like, okay, we'll handle the, the other situation. But look how you're feeling. Look at you right now. Why? How come this person is making you feel a certain way and you're overreacting to, to that person? They wouldn't even hear it. 
They couldn't even hear it. I'm like, here the boss, I could have fired them. Right? But I'm trying to be holy <laughs> and help them overcome. I was like, the situation, what, what you're feeling has nothing to do with that person. And what that person is feeling has nothing to do with you. But they were like bulldog with one another. <laughs> they couldn't even hear it. They wouldn't even stop and say, oh, yeah, that's right. Because their situation had nothing to do with what they were feeling either. It's hard if you're not paying attention to go through it. You got to go through it. You got to die if you want to live. And if somebody is hurting your feelings, they're not hurting you. They're hurting your fake identity that you have identified with. And he sat there and felt whatever he needed to feel, whatever he was thinking, and went through it, he'll be free today. Right now, he'll be free. And whatever happened, it won't affect you. You know what I mean? That was a bird. See, Jesus told the truth. Jesus told the truth and the bird died. And now we're going to bring life back to it. But anyway, yes. Right here, Sean. It's a bird ran into the window. Don't let the homeless people see it. They might eat it. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Um, you raise your hand for something. There's something I just noticed um, when you were talking that I'm definitely going to watch. Is that I noticed that you, you asked me that question multiple times before I gave you a direct answer. And in this moment, I'm noticing that I did not want to admit that I could relate to that. I, I know I have my own fair share of demons, but they're not that, that bad. They're, my demons are different from your demons. That's right. I'm bad, but he's worse. That's a good notice. Did I see your hair? Oh, what's in your hair? Oh, with Joel, he black. And then here. I was just going to mention that I think the first thing to like enduring is first admitting that you enjoy it. Because it's hard to endure. Or if you do endure, it's just like an intellectual thing. And then you try and try and then you burn out from enduring. But I think there has to be, in my opinion, the first acknowledging that you enjoy it or seeing that you actually enjoy these things you love to help. But when it's painful, you don't think that you're enjoying it. Right, but but the thing is, is that we have to be willing to go through it. But first we have to recognize that we're not going through it, we're running away, like we're getting embarrassed. It's because we like the escape of it. We enjoy the escape of running away or the embarrassment. Amazing. But you know that the pain doesn't feel like enjoyment, right? If you like feeling embarrassment and, or you're feeling hurt from losing someone or something, right. you're not going to say, I'm enjoying this. But no, I'm saying. But it like, is enjoying. They all loving it, but it doesn't feel like it. Right. But that's what I'm saying. We have to get to the point where we recognize that we are enjoying it, though. We enjoy the thrill. love the thrill. Yeah. He's right. Even a bad thrill, you love the bad thrill. Or a so called good thrill, you love the good thrill. Isn't that amazing? My wife leaving me, I'm hurting, but it feels good. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> he, the guy behind you, been waiting a minute. Okay, so that was very 
aligned with what I read this morning in the Bible when Moses struck the rock. Because the thing is, we're not patient enough to go through the hell that we need to go through. And when God spoke to Moses and said, I command you to go to the rock, he instead struck it out of frustration. And that was that gentleman. We've all been there. We're not listening to just listen. We're instead trying to fight the hell. Yeah. And like the lovely lady said over here about we've all been there. Like, I you saw that. lovely? Oh, well, respect. What the? What the? Nah, but I'm essentially, playing. like, we've all, we've <laughs> all been there. And I think at the end of the day, like, we were here two weeks ago and we heard his predicament and how he was trying to escape. I think we've all been there where we're trying to escape our hell, but we allowed Everybody's there right now. Yeah. Nobody in this room is free yet. No. Not one. And it's like what you said about the biblical question, what's trapping us? Well, hold that. Okay, well, basically the big dog got him, essentially. Not the little ones. The big dog got him. Well, that's not the new biblical question. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Nice. You're right. Yeah. The young man in blue want to respond to all. What do you think about all of your seeing and heard this morning? A little crazy, yeah. Um, one thing I do say, though, I don't think we should speculate about whether he was drunk or not, because right. that's not going to help anything. I agree. And then I got one more question for you. So you're telling us to go through it, right? But wouldn't that apply, too, to, like, your brother, staying with your brother, not cutting out your family? You got to go through that? No. Right? With other human beings, if you're waking up and they're not waking up, it's best to get far away because they'll destroy you. But can't you help them wake up? No. You can't even help yourself to wake up. Only God can, right? Right. So you got to show them God. No. It's not your responsibility to show them God. It's your responsibility for you to return to the Father, and you will become the light. And, and whomever is seeking the light will see something about you, and they will ask you about it. But they will come to you. Aren't we supposed to spread the word, though? I'm sorry? Aren't we supposed to spread the word? No. Where'd you get that from, spread the word? The Bible. What, what's the Bible? The Bible says that? Yeah. What right. does it say? Uh, I don't know the exact quoting. Oh, but in the Bible it says spread the word? I, I could probably pull up a quote, yeah. I'm sorry? I could pull up a quote. What? I don't know if it says that. It might say it. But when you become the light, you are the light of the world. And isn't the and light so, supposed to shine to other people? Right. And it will, but not without you being aware of it. You don't feel it. You're not trying to be the light. But we have to actively repent, right? So you have to feel it. Um, Say what now? We've got to actively repent against uh, sin, right? Well, when you admit that you have anger, anger is hatred, and you're playing God, that is what you are. You are saying, I'm wrong for playing God. That is what you're repentant of. And then once you wake up, now all your identity, your vices and everything, which is your own nature, will be taken away because they're no longer you and they were never you. So you're saying anger is wrong? Anger is evil. But what about justified anger? When you're angry against things of the world, people sinning. Give me an example of anger against the world. Are you angry at the world? No. Are you angry against the world? Yeah. And what are you angry about against the world? Uh, The complete just Separation from God. I'm sorry? Separation from God. That they are separated or you're separated? The world. Everyone. Mean other people? Yeah. You're angry that other people are separated from God? Yeah. Why? Because they're going to burn in hell for eternity. And? 
Well, why would I you be angry about that? I don't want them to burn in hell. Why not? Because they're, they've got a soul and they reflect God. We're made in his image. And what good is it doing you not to want that for, from them and to be angry about it? Because it uh, encouraged me to then go spread the word and help but them. But they don't want to hear it. Then I show them and they can decide for themselves. But God has already done that, done that and they reject it. But people need encouragement. I'm sorry? People need encouragement. No, they don't. Why not? Because the more you encourage them, the deeper they go into their hell. People have to want to come out of hell. As Joel, somebody said, they have to want it. Have you noticed that God's not bad about them being in hell, right? Have you noticed that? Yeah. And he and his son, Jesus, they get up every morning. They go over to Cafe Mocha. Well, Jesus, you know, God asked Jesus earlier in the morning, what do you want for breakfast, Daddy? He said, I want a Cafe Mocha and egg bites. <laughs> and so, Samantha. and so Jesus, all right. And so God turned on the TV, have everything warm up because Wi-Fi might not be working. And so they get the Wi-Fi thing going and he watched people suffer in hell and they don't they have a good breakfast. He doesn't feel anything about it. He for those who are seeking he'll give you warning signs so you can find your way. But he let everybody else just die in hell. He's not going to be mad about it. He's not holding it against them. He, and he made the way. Either you find a way by crying out to him or you die in your hell. So why should you care? Why should you be mad at them because they don't want to get out? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I mean, so you're assuming God isn't mad. You don't think he's sad that people burn in hell for all eternity, separated from him? No, not at all, because if God was sad about it, he could just beep everybody well, up right that's now. The, that's what sin is. Sin separates you from God. It's anger your does will, that. Right? That's what anger does, it separates you so from God. He, he can be mad that you choose not to go for him, but he's not going to do anything against Why would he be him? mad about it? Because he wants you to spend eternity with him to worship him. Right, but he's not going to be mad about it. He wanted if you want it. He made the way so you can just come home, right? But if you don't want to come home, he'll leave you out there in the desert. But he'll be sad. He'll no, be sad why would that he the be sheep's sad? all alone, right? No, he wouldn't. There's no sadness in God. There's only perfect peace. Well, he's got emotions, and we reflect his emotions. God doesn't have any emotions. That's, uh, he's that's a dispassionate God. Well, Saint there's so many emotions. instances in the Old Testament, though, where he'll get mad, he'll open up the grounds and cast them out, right? So he Who does have that? anger. God. Um, in the Old Testament is God. We have a New Testament now. And everything we're Same looking God, for. Same God, though. Different, different set of heuristics, right? But in the Old Testament, people didn't have any way out. Now we have a they New Testament. They had a way out. They had sacrifices. There's a New Testament, and it's inside of us now. The kingdom yeah. of heaven, everything is done. The resurrection is done. Everything completed, and it's inside of us. And anyone that get mad or sad for another person think that they're God, and they're on an ego trip. And they're comparing their lower nature, the human nature, to the nature of God, not knowing they're worshiping the devil. But even in the New Testament, we see God in the form of man, Jesus. He gets what? mad at people for selling things at the market, right? No. He wasn't mad about it. Not he was mad. Human, he was going around. Not human he was flipping mad. over tables. Right. Not human mad. But I understand why you think that way, but no. You could turn over the table without being mad. 
I think it says he was angered. He got angered. But, but not human anger. Human beings are human, though. Human He's beings fully are... human, fully God, right? What? He's fully human, fully God. What does that mean? Well, uh, this is uh, speculation, but I think in a fourth-dimensional being in a three-dimensional plane, we can't really understand what that means. So you're speculating about God? I'm speculating about how a four-dimensional being would be perceived in a three-dimensional world. But if your mind is not of his mind, his mind is not yours, how can you speculate? It's not speculation on God. It's speculation on physics. I'm sorry? It's speculation on physics. On physics? Physics. Who is that? (laughs) (laughs) Kinematics. uh, (laughs) So you said something. Man, I got to end it because of time. But you said God is fully man, full of what? Jesus is fully man, fully God. What does that mean? I don't know what it means because I have a three-dimensional mind. Well, why are you saying it and you don't know what it means? Well, because it says it in the Bible. Where is that in the Bible? Again, I don't have the verses memorized. Well, come back next Sunday with all your little Bible verses. (laughs) Okay. All right? Yeah. Yes, sir. I I like it. So come back Uh, next Sunday with with your little Bible verses. Fully man, fully woman. (laughs) Whatever you say. Put your hand down, just for now, because of time. I got to get to the biblical question, all right? Who knows what the biblical question is? Okay. My biblical question person always remind me. What is the biblical question? What is hell? And you say, the biblical question is what is hell? And you say? Well, I say that it's easy for every answer to be the thoughts. So that is not my answer. My answer is women. Women? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you say women in hell? Yeah. Amen. Can I just, no, can I expound but, a little? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, and this is so real for me. Like this is some, like I need, I need some advice actually. I freelance and when I'm booked for a job and there's a man that I'm interfacing, everything is smooth, everything is delightful, but when it's a woman, it's like demons left, right, and center. And I'm constantly having to hit the reset, to be in my head, Danielle, you have the same demons, don't judge, don't judge. But it is so difficult, and it relates to that woman. I nearly turned off that interview. I nearly stopped it, and I'm like, <laughs> I love Jesse, but I just can't with this one. And uh, that I was forced, a Fallen State interview from last Friday, if y'all didn't catch it. The FallenState.tv. I forced myself to push through that interview, but I really have a judgment problem with women. Like, I don't like women. I, I don't enjoy... I just... Like, if they haven't turned back to God, I don't enjoy my time around them. Like, when I go on these, these jobs, it's lunchtime. Hey, you want to go to lunch? Mm, no, I, I got work to do. You still think she's a lovely lady? <laughs> I've turned back to God, though, so I'm a little bit different. But how do I handle, like, what, do you, what is your advice? You're judging. If you understand yourself that it's not you, it's something else driving them, you will understand that about all human beings and you will never judge. And so when you are doing your work or having fun and they're acting out, you will, you will see it, but you will have no opinion because you will understand. 
Okay. You're judging them. They I know, can't but help that's it. easier said than done, Jesse. What do you mean? Like it really is. I mean, you've been doing this because I was thinking about it. I was pondering it. And I'm like, look at Jesse. He is not moved by her. Like I would be like, look, it's my show. But I'm Could telling you please you stop talking and let me get the word out? But, but I'm telling you, judging, if you didn't judge, you, for you, everything would go well. But what I'm saying... And you listen to the voices of Satan telling you, look at this woman. She is so nasty. She is so mean. I just don't like women. And you're going with those voices rather than just observing them, but yet taking, staying present and doing what you got to do. You're being distracted by evil. So you don't believe it takes time to get to the... Because I realize you've been doing this for 30 years, right? But you still listen to the devil. God can tell you just like that. Don't put a time on it. He's, no, he's not about time at all. He's always about now. But the devil tell you, look at Jesse. He's been doing it for 30 years. He's older than dirt. It's going to take, for, it's going to take me that long, right? You're still listening to the devil. I mean, it seems a little. Uh, it seems easier said than done. I mean, I get what you're saying, and I and I and I do agree. Um, but when I'm in these situations, it just happens. So, what is, what are you saying in a practical way? Like when I'm in the moment, just watch it. Okay. All you have to do is just watch. If the devil is working on your mind while you're in a situation, watch the devil, but take care of the situation if you can. Just watch. You got to be a good watchman. Mm. You got to sit at the gate and watch. Okay. Okay. Really, it'll change everything. I'll task myself with that this week. Thank you. Hassan, you had your hand. And then the young lady, then we'll move fast with the biblical question. Yes, Hassan. Yeah. um, I was just saying, like, what is hell? But also. What is hell? Yeah. (laughs) Uh. Well, hell is like glass windows and stairs because they're evil. The way we designed, that's why that poor bird died. Um, but Repeat that. Like stairs, if you think about stairs and glass windows and the way we design things, it's very evil how we... Anyway, but... Thank you. Uh, do, you do you agree that, like kind of what this gentleman was saying about Jesus and like... Do you agree that people's perception of Jesus uh, when he was flipping the tables or whatever, they perceived him to be angry? So their perception possibly could have been wrong. 100%. So Perceptions it, are always wrong. Yeah. So is it possible that in this analogy you gave with the uh, employees fighting, is it possible that the person could have been just speaking the facts like Jesus, but people's perception... No. Was wrong. No. <laughs> Go play with your dog. That's okay, wrong. okay. <laughs> we should ban windows, though. <laughs> um, the biblical question. Did you have your head up about the biblical question? Um, what is hell? What, what is hell? Um, I, I think it's, it's um, somewhat of a, a lowering um, of being below. Because like you've referenced to us being a self that is allowing God to use us and be the light. And I think that anytime we operate under that with our thoughts, there's a heaviness. And it's 
I don't, again, I, I don't know how to describe it, but it's something where you're operating below. Okay. Yeah. Yes, Joel, then I'm going to move faster. Make it short. Make it pithy. Right? I'm white. Yes. Even with, with, what the uh, hell? Well, uh, really quick, I just want to say what Danielle was saying about the, like the going with the thoughts and the judging thing. I understand what she means as well, but even that makes the example of there's still an enjoyment of that. The enjoyment of judging somebody else, and we all go through, right? But the enjoyment of thinking that you're better, they know less, you know more, which answers the biblical question, what is hell? And it's just knowledge, perception of us thinking, well, she's dumb, I'm smart, so I'm right, she's wrong, but that's perception. It's, it's just knowledge. So hell is just knowledge. Make it piffy. Oh, that's it. Okay. Anchor baby, what is hell? That's the anchor baby. Check out his show. American anchor baby, yeah. What is hell? Anything taking me out of my awareness. Okay. Moment. Amazing. Yes, ma'am, and then here. Uh, unconsciousness is hell. Okay. Yes. Hell is the absence of the light of Father God. The absence of the light of Father Okay. Yes. Real fast moving here. Hell is the world you're trying to create. Okay. So you are replacing God in that creation. Okay. Did I see your hand? Sure. Okay. Sure and sweet. Okay. Any, any moment of time by action that's separating you from God, whether it be like anger, envy, jealousy, emotion, all that, and also intellectually. Any moment of time could be a second, but second, or it could be months, or it could be years, intellectually separating yourself uh, from God. And then, and, then, and then when you die, the real hell. Okay. Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, hell is a real place after this life. It's the lake of fire. It is Gehenna. It is where Judas went, and it is where Satan will go when he's okay. cast into that lake of fire. Amazing. The young man right next to you. Uh, hell is being in your head too much and not being in reality. Are you in hell? No. You're not in hell? I don't believe so. You're not in hell? I mean, the world is kind of hell, but... You're not in hell? No, sir. Are you in hell? No, sir. Then why are you in your head? I'm not in my head. You're never in your head? I, but I used to be. You never do it anymore? Not that much, no. Do you ever do it anymore? Tiny bit, maybe. Do you ever do it anymore? <laughs> Not enough to, for it to be a problem. Do you ever do it anymore? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, and, and the black hat. What is hell? Hell is separation from God. <clears throat> I'm sorry? Separation from God. Okay, the young man behind you want to respond. Oh, hell is just... Not being able to get over what you need to be doing. Oh, okay. The, the young man with the new bike. Hell is uh, being in your thoughts, uh, feelings, and emotions. Simple as that. I mean, that's what everybody's trying to say, but it, hell is simply being in your thoughts, being your feelings, and being your emotions. Okay. Yes, Raymond. Is your name Raymond? <laughs> is that his name, Raymond? That's your name? Oh, no, I, I thought it was your name. That's what I'm asking. Oh, okay. Yes, Raymond. 
Hell, uh, hell is addition to your anger. I saw that in that wimpy play actor who was crying at the bar a few minutes ago. What? That man who uh, man was crying at the Leave bar. Leave that man alone. He just bare prayer. Leave that man alone. Fine, I'll leave him alone. Thank you. But I just say, uh, uh, I just saw addiction, addiction to anger. And Make that's sure y'all the guy. Everybody here is the same. Right. The, yes, sir, the man behind you. Yes, sir, what is hell? Oh, it's the place where the man with the pointy stick conducts his business. Oh, okay. Amazing. <laughs> yes, sir. Hell is the absence of peace in one's life, and the absence of peace is the absence of God. Okay. So hell is the absence of God. Okay. Yeah. The Bible Thumper. <laughs> what is hell? I think it's Los Angeles. <laughs> He's the only one that got it right. He's the only one that got that one right. Amazing. Last word. And then hate, hate got the last word. Yes, sir. Um, I believe it's the uh, willful engagement in our lower nature, and it's the identification with the spirit of evil. Oh, okay. Yes, hate. Of the hate report. I, I'm not sure. You're not sure? Right. Yes, you are. The best producer on this side of heaven. Um, I think it's anytime you believe a thought, you're in hell. And anytime you disbelieve it, you're not. Amazing. She's dying to respond. Yeah, I, I see it all over you. Are you shy? No. You never be shy? No. Come up here. <laughs> Do you mind being on camera before you come? Yeah, I mind. Sorry. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What is hell? The mind. The mind? Speaking to the, the mind. mind. What the do mind. you mean by that? I think that your mind is where it takes you anywhere you go, right? Your mind is in control. I mean, you're in control of your mind, but once your mind becomes in control, you're in hell. You smell good. Thanks. Your mind made you put that on? You think I'll look like this and I don't smell good? That's <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What's your name? Layla. This is your first time here? Yes. Right on. Welcome. Thank you. All right. I heard the perfect example of what hell is. This is not me. I heard it and it rained true. Hell is not knowing who you are while still wanting to be somebody. Mm. Not knowing who you are while still wanting to be someone. As long as you want to be somebody, you're in hell. And you never will know who you truly are because you want to be somebody. That is so deep, I can hardly stand it. <laughs> Give up wanting to be anybody. Give up ident identifying as anybody or anything. You're nothing. Then you will know you. And everyone that wants to be somebody is in hell. Isn't that amazing? I love that. And I want you, encourage you to stop judging. It's not impossible to live a non-judgmental life if you understand what's going on with you. When you can know you, you're going to know the whole world and you will not judge the world. <laughs>
because you will see that they can't see. Isn't that right? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Does that make sense? May may. What do you think about that? <laughs> I, I think it cuts through a lot. Right when you said it, it was something that I just had to hold on to. Yeah. Nice. What do you think about it? I agree. It resonates. I'm working. Every human it. being want to be important. You're nothing. Mm. Every human being want to be known. You want to be this. You got the false identities about yourself. And in order to live, your false identities must die. You're nothing. And you can't even imagine who you are until you overcome the illusion of who you are. You cannot even imagine who you are. Your thoughts are not God's thoughts. Your ways are not his. His voice is a voiceless voice. All right? His voice is a voiceless voice. And you have to, the young man spoke of the light. You have to be the light. We are the light of the world, sort of earth. But you're not going to walk around thinking, I'm the light. I'm trying to save somebody. You can't save nobody. You don't see Jesus coming down anymore trying to save you. The work is done. Either you accept it or stay in your hell. And your intellect is your hell. All intellectual people are in hell all in the name of Jesus. With the scriptures and everything. The more scripture you remember, the deeper you are into hell. Because you think you know. Now you got to be a Christian. You got to act in a certain way. Or an intellectual person with a degree. Amazing, huh? You're nobody. Stop trying to be it. Let all identities die. Amazing. Yes, may, may. Is, is God always in control? Yes. Okay. Because when you said that, you've heard, you've known how I feel about my job. And now I feel like I can go and not hate it. I can just do the work. I don't have to be this person that either loves it or is trying to change something. That's right. I can just do the job. That's right. You don't have a job to love your job. You have a job to make money. And to help the person that hired you business work. You're not there, oh, I love my job. I just love what I do. You're lying. Because as soon as the boss don't give you a raise, now you're tent. Well, what about, I thought you loved the job, so I'd like you to do it free. <laughs> if you love it so much, why do I have to pay you? You know what I mean? All the identities must die. God said in order to live, you must die. Once you go and forgive, you got the sin is the anger. Anger is judgment. It used to be called hate, but they changed it down through the years called hatred. Who's going to say, I hate my mama? But you really do. But hate is evil. Hate is resentment. Hate is anger. And hate is the nature of the devil. And everyone that has anger has no love. It's all about self. So see in yourself that you have this anger. Go and forgive your mother. All who are born through the woman must forgive her. The woman is the gates of hell. The hell comes through the woman. And forgive your father for not being able to deal with the hell of your mother because 
The hell in your mother is his mother. He became attracted to what he hates. Fathers love their children. When they leave, they leave the mother. They do not leave the children. But the mama tell you, oh, daddy didn't love you, right? He's lying. So forgive. And once you forgive, the light will come on inside the kingdom. And God will start to bring you out of the darkness of your imagination, all these false identities, and they would die. And so in closing, if someone makes you feel any kind of a way at all, if they make you feel good, if they make you feel anger, if they make you feel doubt, if they make you lonely, if they make you, that's something you got to overcome. It's not you. Don't identify with it. Die away from it. And you'll be able to live in this world wanting nothing. And yet you have it all. You got to die from the world, from your ego nature. All right. I do. So uh, thank you. Work on that. Work on you. Take it out. You can't you can't save nobody. Look at all the bombs on the street. You think if God cared about saving them, he wouldn't come to wipe them and help them. He's already made the way. He let the bomb live in the road. So so those who think they can save the bomb get used by the bomb. Get a faucet of love. Isn't that amazing? It's time to wake up and wake up as individuals. You got to take this straight, as someone said earlier, you got to take this straight and narrow path by yourself. And it'll be wonderful if you stay with it. The brand new biblical question. Oh, I said that. What is it? I can't find it. What was it, Hake? Well, he can't find it. Oh, okay. The mic. Oh, giving him. Oh, oh that's all right. That's all right. Do you know God? Who is God? Do you know God and who is God? Do you know God and who is God? Let me ask the Bible thumper. Do you know God? Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. I like to think so. You know God? Yeah. And who is God? He's the embodiment of love. Or he's what we define as love and perfection. What does that mean? It means. Uh, so, you know what the difference between good and evil is? Yes. What? No, just answer the question. Because oh, okay. <laughs> good is something that's closer to God. Evil, farther away. Oh, right? okay. So, uh, that's what, it's our definition, is good. That is what God is, perfection. Your definition of good is what God is? Yeah. Oh, okay. Are you good? No, because I'm human. Are you good? No. So, you can know God and not be good? Yeah. Amazing. Because even devils know God. Oh, you think so? Huh? Yeah. They know him. They, okay. don't, they don't follow him. Make they sure know. you come back next time with your little Bible stuff. <laughs> okay. Amazing. Um, who I want? Oh, right here. <laughs> Do you know God? How old are you? 25. Oh, you look so young. Do you know God? Not as, much as I Not as much as I should. You know him a little bit? I mean, I, I used to know him more, but we're estranged recently. Uh, not well. like that, but I just, like, been not as into him as I used to be. Why not? Because my mom is Christian and my dad is Muslim. Oh, and whenever man. I would go to church and, like, go to the connect group and all that, <laughs> they would argue. And so I thought 
well, I don't want to be the reason that they argue. Oh, really? Yeah. And did you forgive them? Mm-hmm. You, you told them? Oh, I've forgiven my mom, but I don't think I've forgiven my dad yet. Why not? Because he's crazy. He's crazy? He's crazy. You a Muslim? He is. I understand it. <laughs> be careful. No. Um, what have your father ever done to you? In what way? Any way that made you angry at him? Um, well, he completely cut me out of his life and hasn't spoken to me for a year because I have a boyfriend. Oh, my God. That's is, the most recent thing. Is he a Muslim, too? Who, my boyfriend? No. You're a Christian? Yeah, he's Puerto Rican and Dominican. Wow, you're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and so your mother, your father don't want you to have a boyfriend? Mm-mm. And why not? Because, like, I'm supposed to... I don't know if he expects me to be, like, get an um, arranged marriage or something, but he def definitely just doesn't want me to date and, like, lay with a man. Or L even have... I wasn't even allowed to have friends that were boys. Oh, I see. And how, he know, how does he know you land with him? My older brother, who's 30 years old, told on me. Well, how did he know? Oh, wait. He doesn't know I'm laying with him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, don't go home tonight. <laughs> no. But why did you say he doesn't want me to lay with him? Um, well... Okay, I haven't spoken to him in like a year, right? But I still speak to my mother. Right. And when I ask her how dad is, she's like, well, he just thinks you're going to get pregnant. That's what he, he just focused on my vagina. Like, that's, that's what he thinks about. Oh, your what? My. VJ. Mm -hmm. Don't say vagina. Sorry. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. No, that's fine. I'm, I'm messing with you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's church. This is church. That's right. Uh, you got to forgive your father and not take your mother worried at him, about him at all. You got to go to him. Mm. Otherwise, you got to suffer. Well, he doesn't want to talk to me. But for, oh, he won't talk to you? Mm -hmm. Have you tried to talk to mm -hmm. him? Oh, so he won't FaceTime with you or anything? Nothing. I even went all the way back to Texas to see him, and he didn't want to see me. Oh, he won't see you. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, forgive him. He can't help himself. Mm. Because if you don't love your father, you're never going to, even the man you pick going to be the wrong man. And you would never know God as long as you resent your father. Let's talk a little more about that. About the wrong man? <laughs> have you already beat him? Beat him? No. You haven't slapped him yet? No, I've never slapped him. And why? Because I'm not that kind of person. He hasn't slapped you yet? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Um, have, you, have you tried to encourage her to forgive her father? Yeah, of course. Um, but it's hard because that's just another a world that I'm not familiar with. Right. I don't know how it is to come up Muslim, and especially the divide between uh, Christian and Muslim uh, right. upbringings. Are you scared? <clears throat> Am I scared? That you, with a Muslim woman, all this mess going on. I'm not Muslim. I'm I was never Muslim. Oh. I was raised Christian. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, good. No, I'm not, I'm not scared of that. Yeah. Well, here's what I recommend. You gotta forgive your father. Whatever he's doing, however he's acting, isn't him. It has nothing to do with you. He loves you. He just doesn't know how to deal with the issues of life because he has his anger. He's been taught wrong. He can't help it. And then that way, you have yourself a decent man, it seems. It's gonna work out fine, but if you don't forgive your father, it's not gonna work. You'll have a right to resent your father. 
That makes sense? Mm -hmm. So forgive him. Even if you can't tell him, realize he just can't help it. Like, I can't help myself. Others can't help themselves. My father cannot help himself. So I'm not going to hold anything against him. All right. And from this day forward, do not believe anything that your mother tell you about him. What do you mean? If she say, oh, your father is mad because you're, you're VJ, whatever. Don't you have that conversation. <laughs> Did you say something about a VJ and your mama? Well, you know, like in the Muslim culture, right. they are just very, like when it comes to women, that's what they're most, women are just a reproductive organ, basically, in like the Middle East. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but your father, maybe, I don't know how the Muslim operate with that totally. I know somewhat about it. But all fathers would rather for their daughters to be married before they have sex. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They would rather that. So yeah. your father's not wrong for wanting that. Mm -hmm. He may be going about it wrong, but he's not wrong. And, and if you get married, you, your husband's not going to want your daughter sleeping with a man, living with a man, and all that. Yeah. You understand that? Mm -hmm. So forgive him if he's taking it too far. Mm. Yeah, my mom is Mexican. See? What? <laughs> Speaking to the mic for me. Your mother's Mexican. How did that happen? My dad crossed the border from Mexico. From he <laughs> he came from he came from overseas, and then by he, way of the border, hmm? illegally. Mm -hmm. So he came through Mexico. Yeah, y'all can't tell anybody that. No, we won't. <laughs> y'all didn't really hear that. <laughs> so on the way while crossing the border, he made a baby. No, <laughs> no, oh. he just met my mom in Texas. Oh, I got you. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Well, forgive your father. Have you forgiven your mother? Mm -hmm. You told her? Yes. That means no. Yes, I have. <laughs> I think. Yeah. I don't, maybe not. You went to your mother and said, I'm sorry for resenting you? No. Why not? Because I never really thought that I did resent my mom you until right now. And what makes you think you resent her now? Because I feel like she was selfish. Yes. Forgive her, but you got to tell her, you got to face her. All right? And forgive your father, and God will forgive you. Don't ask for forgiveness. You apologize for being angry at them. They couldn't help themselves. And God will forgive you and draw you into the kingdom, and it's going to be amazing. Because no one with anger is going to get into the kingdom. It ain't going to happen. He said, before you enter into the kingdom, you must go and forgive. You got to forgive your mother and father. Any questions about that? Mm -mm. Oh, okay. Baba Thapa, did you forgive your mama? <laughs> you, you, let me have that. Yeah. Yeah, I did. You told her? Yeah. You told your mother you forgive her? Mm. What did you say to her? I forgive you. And, and what did she say? Okay. What are you doing, Evan? Nice. <laughs> uh, you, and you forgave your father for not protecting you from her? Uh, yeah, yeah. What? Yes, yes, yes. No, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I can see it all over you. Like you're not. Is this your father? Yeah, yes. Oh, this is your father? Mm. Oh, has he forgiven you for not protecting him from his mother? Yeah, I don't know. So you didn't forgive him? Potentially, yeah. You gonna be talking about Jesus, half man, half God. 100%. Oh, fully man, 100%. Oh, fully man, fully God. Forgive your father and forgive your mother. Forgive me. You didn't tell him. Which one of you guys heard about the show? I listen to you every day for like the last five years, you know, watch right all on. your stuff. And, and you never told him he needed to forgive his mother? He hears your show all the time, too. 
application. Oh, I see. And, and why have you gone to forgiving your mother and father? Just last word and we got to end. Uh, just haven't done it yet. But how will you love God if you don't love your parents? That's a good question. I'm sorry? A good question. Yeah. Forgive them, man. You, you're going to be fine. And, uh, you know, I'm having fun with you, but you'll be fine. But forgive your parents. Mm. And then your eyes will open. From within, it's going to be amazing. All right? You got to face your mother. Yes, sir. And your father. All right? How old are you? Uh, 19. 19? Man, it would be beautiful to wake up at 19. Because I can tell that you want it. All right? Amazing. And so it'll all work out. I'm out of time. Get on the straight and narrow path. Stay there. Stay there no matter what situation comes. You want to live a thoughtless, non-judgmental life. And you have that right here on earth. All right? So um, uh, thanks for your support. What else, Nick? Misform. Oh, misform this Thursday night. Every, you got to come Thursday night if you can make it. We'll drag him. I can tell you how to get him here. Get a couple of Bibles. <laughs> it's, it's a come and go with me, son. Right. <laughs> um, this Saturday, this uh, Thursday night, first Thursday night of the, of the month for men only, third Thursday night for ladies only at 7 p.m. So this Thursday. Thank you for your support. We are doing your super chats and things like that tomorrow. Thank you for your tithing offering. But get on this path. It's so amazing. You're going to overcome hell. All right. And it'd be amazing. What's your answer to the biblical question? Do you know God? And who is he? I know him. Yes. You know him. I believe so. And who is he? He is a spirit that dwells within me when I'm present. Amazing. Y'all remember she said that, all right? (laughs) No, I'm playing. All right, bye, y'all. Thank y'all. I appreciate it. That was fun.